Welcome to this edition of Back to Basics with Pastor Brian Broderson. Jesus disarmed the principalities and powers there upon the cross. And the cross of Christ and the resurrection of Christ was the death knell of the devil and his kingdom. And now it's just a matter of time before that becomes manifested. Today on Back to Basics, Pastor Brian continues his study in the book of Ephesians. Join us as Pastor Brian begins his teaching on Ephesians, chapter 6, verses 10 through 13, in a message titled, The God of This Age. Now, here's Pastor Brian. The narcissism is similar, except narcissism is more directly related to self-love. And all of these things are basically forms of idolatry. So in society, we see that Satan is very much at work. And when you listen to these ideas, these philosophies, you know, especially the materialism one, and they're all connected. Humanism is essentially materialistic. But, you know, when, when you have people today telling us that you're... You're just a, um, a, like a biological machine. Your thoughts, your feelings, and so forth don't really matter. They're all just a series of chemical reactions. And there really is no right or wrong or anything like that because you think certain things are right because that's what your chemicals in your brain are telling you, but somebody else's chemicals in their brain are telling them something else. People believe that. People promote that. But when you stop and think about it, you think, oh, this is, how could people think that? There, there's a form of insanity that results from these materialistic philosophies. But these aren't things that the human mind alone has generated. The human mind has been assisted by the devil. He's that great evil mastermind planting a lot of these thoughts and ideas in the minds of people. So we see his work in society that way. But there's another thing that I need to point out as well, and I mentioned it previously, but just to come back to it, Jesus said regarding Satan that he was a murderer from the beginning. And wherever we see the prevalence of murder in a, in a society, again, you know that the devil is at work. Going back to the Job story that I referred to a few moments ago, there's, there's another aspect to what happened in, in Satan's attack against Job. There was the, the natural thing, the fire from God, the, the lightning storm, the, the wind, but then there were marauding bands of Sabaeans and Chaldeans, two different occasions, where they raided Job's goods and they killed his servants with the sword. And it is clear from the text that they were stirred up by Satan. Satan stirred them up to do that. And so where we see murder 
wholesale murder, ruthless, heartless, the taking of human life, you know that this is another place where Satan is obviously working. And the most current example of this in many ways would be what we see with the radical Muslims and the atrocities of ISIS and these horrific stories that we're hearing about them going into to villages of not, this, this isn't a, a war against armies. This is a war against civilians, unarmed people. And they're going in and they're brutally massacring these people. They're beheading them. They're crucifying them. They're slaughtering them. And you look at this and, and of course, there's a ton of evil in the human heart, but when you look at things like this, you, you've got to see behind the scenes that you know there, there is this satanic manipulation that's taking place. Back in the time of the Second World War, there was a well-known philosopher in Britain. He was very much a, uh, a naturalist in many ways and rejected the biblical and the spiritual worldview. And um, living through the atrocities of the Second World War, observing what was happening with Hitler, the Third Reich, and all of that, he came to believe in God through, first of all, coming to believe in the devil. That, that was the root. Because when he saw the evil that was perpetrated by the Third Reich, he said, this is, you can't explain this in human terms. There must be an evil spiritual mind. There must be a devil. And then he reasoned rightly, if there's a devil, there must be a God. And so a man who was formerly a materialist, uh, essentially an atheist, came to believe in God because he saw these atrocities that men were committing against one another. And he realized it, it had to be the work of the devil. So in uh, Hitler, the Third Reich, what you have there is a very deep insight into the personality, purpose, and power of the devil. And of course, the communist regimes have given us uh, similar examples of the evil and vicious character of the devil. And there are many examples that we could cite from the communist era and even currently today but you know, we could also even bring it closer to home and we could talk about abortion. And we could talk about the millions of babies that are slaughtered. That, that's murder. And when you listen to people's rationality behind it, you realize, wow, this is where we see the, this evil mind, the evil mind of Satan at work. And so Satan is working sometimes through nature to bring destruction. He's working in, in the realm of society through ideology, political perspectives, and those kinds of things, philosophies. But then we come to the final aspect of the devil's work in the world, and that's seen in the realm of religion. Religion is really, it's his greatest weapon. And it's his most destructive weapon, not because of what it sometimes results in physically, like we're currently seeing with radical Islam, but even more so because religion, false religion, is aimed at the soul and the spirit of a person. 
You see, a person might very well lose their physical life, but their, their soul and their spirit are secure and saved. But through false religion, Satan's attack is directly against the soul of man, the spirit of man, the, the invisible aspect of man. What are often called the great religions of the world are actually, many of them, false religions and the most subtle and deadly form of Satan's activity. I remember years ago at OCC taking a world religion class. And of course, they approach it like every religion is valid, every religion is legitimate, every religion is just a, another manifestation of the bigger truth, or it's just another way to get you to God. But the fact of the matter is, it's not like that at all. The common mantra today is that all religions teach the same thing, right? Anyone who says that, you know this about them. They've never really studied the religions they're talking about. Because once you study the religions, you know that, no, they don't teach the same thing at all. What they teach is really quite the opposite. You know, I was talking to a Muslim man some years ago, and he was telling me that, you know, well, you know, Christians and Muslims, we, we basically believe the same thing. I said, I beg your pardon, we don't. We don't believe the same thing. Actually, if what I believe is true, then what you believe is false. And conversely, if what you believe is true, what I believe is false. So this is, as I said, Satan's most subtle and most deadly activity. It's subtle because the claim with religion is that it leads people to God when in fact many religions lead people away from God give them a false sense of security, and dull their sensitivity to a real need for God. And this is his most deadly form of activity because it is aimed at destroying men's souls eternally. So what is in the category of false religion? Well, in this category is every religion or doctrine. And I'm making a distinction here because not every teaching is necessarily connected to a what would be an acknowledged religion. You can find sometimes just ideas out there that aren't, aren't necessarily connected to a religion. But regardless, uh, whether it is a, an established religion or it's just a teaching... Any religion or doctrine that does not acknowledge Jesus Christ as God's one and only Son, co-eternal and co-equal with the Father, who was born of a virgin, lived a perfect life, a sinless life, died vicariously for the sins of the world, and physically rose from the dead three days later, who will also come again in power to establish God's everlasting kingdom upon the earth, every religion that denies these essential truths is a false religion and the work of Satan. Now, we don't deny that there are elements of truth in other religions. And we don't totally deny that there are similarities. When you look on the level of morals and ethics, and, and this is a lot of times why people say all religions teach the same things, because they're just looking on the level of morals and ethics. So you can say that most religions teach 
charity. You should be charitable to the, the less fortunate. Uh, most religions teach you to pray, and most religions tell you to worship, and most religions teach you to be humble, and things like that. But, but those are dealing strictly with, with moral and ethical things. The bigger questions are, what do they teach about God, about the nature of God, and what do they teach about the way of salvation? And that's where the sharp distinctions come in. Because you see, the, the, the biblical picture is that there's one God, and that one God exists in three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and the second person of the triune God came to earth as a man, and he took upon himself the sin of the world, and he died as a sacrifice in the place of sinners, and he rose again from the dead to destroy death, and putting faith and trust in him is the only way to salvation. And anything that is contrary to that is in the category of false religion. Now, of course, this kind of language that I'm using right now is highly offensive to many, many people. And understandably so. I mean, we're essentially saying what the Bible has always said. Uh, there is one God and there's one way to that God. But Satan has deceived people into thinking that, oh no, just whatever way seems best to you or whatever way you, you were brought up in, just be sincere in regard to that religious tradition, whatever it is, and, and in the end, everything will be okay. But it simply isn't true. So there is this conflict. Now, one interesting thing that I would point out before we close is that with all of the religions of the world, with the exception of biblical Christianity, you do have similarity in regard to salvation. Similarity. Inasmuch as every one of those religions teaches that salvation is something you obtain through your own efforts, through good works. All religions teach that with one exception. The only exception is biblical Christianity, which says it's not by works of righteousness, which we have done, quoting Paul, but it's according to his mercy that he saved us. As Paul said to the Ephesians, for by grace, you have been saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works. So biblical Christianity is the only religion in the world that says you cannot do enough good to merit God's favor and earn heaven. There's nothing you can do. You can only receive eternal life as a gift from God because of what Jesus did. Through false religion, Satan has successfully led billions away from the true God. One of his titles is the deceiver. He's known as the deceiver. That's what he does. He, Jesus also referred to him as a thief. And this is what Satan does. He deceives men in order that he might steal their souls and rob them of eternal life. So whether it's through the natural realm, in the realm of society, or through religion, these are the ways the devil, some of the ways the devil is at work in the world. He is called the God of this age. Because there's coming a point in the future, we're not there yet, but there's coming a point in the future 
when all the world will worship the beast who is the devil's man and they will worship the dragon, the devil himself, who gave power and authority to the beast. He will succeed in deceiving the whole world. That's why he's referred to as the God of this age. So, this is some of the devil's work in the world. But thank God, he is a defeated foe. Jesus, he spoiled or he disarmed the principalities and powers there upon the cross. And the cross of Christ and the resurrection of Christ was the death knell of the devil and his kingdom. And now it's just a matter of time before that becomes manifested. Thank God that his reign of terror is just about over. And thank God that for those who are trusting in Christ, that when that, that full unleashing of satanic power and authority over the earth comes, that those who have trusted in Christ will be extracted from the world prior to that. Of course, there will be others who believe during that time. But there will be a, a, an intense persecution like there, there's never been seen before. But, but all of that will end with the return of the Lord to manifest universally his victory over Satan. Let me read to you a few verses in closing that make this clear to us. 2 Thessalonians 2, 8 and 9 says, The coming of the lawless one, this is speaking of the Antichrist who's yet to come, is according to the working of Satan with all power, signs, and lying wonders, whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. Revelation chapter 20, verses 2 and 10. The dragon, the serpent of old, who is the devil and Satan, was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are. They will be tormented day and night forever and ever. So the bad news is the devil's still up to his antics and he will be for a season. The good news is he will ultimately be overthrown. Peter tells us in 1 Peter 5, 8 and 9, be sober, be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, walks about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Resist him steadfast in the faith. This is how we overcome the enemy. We resist him steadfast in the faith. And Paul reminds us so beautifully that at the appointed time, the God of peace will crush Satan under our feet. Hallelujah for that. That's a great and wonderful promise that is yet to be realized totally. But let me just say this in closing. So, Okay, the, the, this is the world that we live in. These are the spiritual realities that are manipulating things behind the scene. What do we do in regard to this? How do we, how do we combat this? And, you know, let, let me just close with a few things that I think the church is, is doing well in, in combating. Think in, uh, in regard to Satan's using uh, nature 
for destructive purposes. You know, it's been so interesting to see in the past decade or so, or even further back, but it seems like it's even become more the case where whenever there's a natural disaster, which we would maybe see the hand of Satan in, the church has so often risen to the occasion. The church has come to the, to, to the rescue and to the aid of people and where people would have been very vulnerable to the kind of temptation that would lead to blaspheming God because of these things. The church has come in with love and mercy and grace and help and been able to turn things around. And it offsets the intentions of the devil as God's people go in in faith and they bring hope and love and peace and, and those kinds of things. I think that's, that's wonderful. In society, as we see humanistic philosophy and all of that overtaking so much of the culture, thank God that the church is rising and has risen in many cases uh, to the occasion with the truth to say, no, that's not right. That's not true. Let us tell you what the truth is and let us show you what God will do in people's lives. And to see people come out of places where they've been uh, steeped in this kind of philosophy that, that leads to destruction and even murder. Even in some cases, we, we have seen terrorists come to Christ and turn away from that terror. And this is where the church is offsetting the work of the devil. That's what we're supposed to do. And then when it comes to the realm of religion and to see as believers humbly go forth with the truth of the gospel to share with their neighbors who have a different spiritual understanding the truth that's in Christ. And we've seen many people come and there are tons and tons of testimonies of people that have come out of other religious systems. They were born into it. It was their culture. It was their life. But they came to faith in Jesus. I just read the, a fascinating book called Seeking Allah, Finding Jesus. It's a fantastic book about a young Muslim young man who was devoutly Muslim, not a jihadist or any of that. That wasn't even part of his Islamic theology, but just very devoted to his faith as a Muslim, but through the love and the patience and the witness of others and, and the challenges that came, he ultimately had to surrender to the Lordship of Jesus. And that's what we do. We're still in the world. That's what we do to offset the work of the devil in these things. But we know in the end, the ultimate victory will come through our Lord Jesus Christ, who has already disarmed the principalities and powers. So may God continue to fill us with his spirit and empower us to go forth as his people with his word to bring liberty to those who are held captive by the devil, whether it's through false religion, whether it's through bad philosophy and, and sinful living, or wh whether it's through bitterness or disappointment or whatever, that God would use us to bring his grace and that others would come to salvation.
January, Back to Basics Radio is offering a book titled Out of the Black Shadows by Stephen Lungu with Ann Coombs. Abandonment and abuse are all too common in our culture today, pushing our youth towards drugs, alcohol, and gangs in order to ease their pain and find acceptance. But abandonment and abuse are a global problem. The late Stephen Lungu, one of Africa's greatest modern-day evangelists, experienced abandonment and abuse as a youth himself while growing up in Africa. The book Out of the Black Shadows by Stephen Lungu with Ann Coombs is his testimony of how God changed his embittered heart and ultimately prepared him to become a great evangelist in Africa, reaching tens of thousands with the gospel. If you want to be inspired by the testimony of a life radically changed by Christ, we encourage you to call us right now at 1-800-733-6443 or visit us online at backtobasicsradio.com. To order Out of the Black Shadows by Stephen Lungu with Ann Coombs. And when you give a gift to Back to Basics, we'll send you this book as our way to say thank you. We do appreciate your generous support of this ministry. We'd also like to remind you that all of our other resources are waiting for you at backtobasicsradio.com or by calling our request line at 1-800-733-6443. That's 1-800-733-6443. Our desire is to encourage you in your daily walk with God. We'll continue next time with more valuable insights from Pastor Brian as we study together in the book of Ephesians. Back to Basics is the preaching and teaching ministry of Calvary Chapel, Costa Mesa, California.